Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Many thought it would never happen. Many thought we would never have this conversation again, but we are having it today on a monumental day in the world of sports. Tiger Woods has won the 2019 Masters, major number 15 for Tiger, green jacket number five, Nick Ba, as... Everything about this victory has people coming from left field and right field and center field and the dugouts to get in on this conversation because Tiger Woods is the story not only across the United States but around the world right now. Yeah, there are there are you know almost every day we get to sit behind this microphone and, and be on Fox Sports Radio. It's it's a it's a blessing, you know. But today I feel extra lucky that we are given this platform to just talk about it. I'd imagine everybody's picked up the phone, called somebody, called their buddy. I, I know for me, I have a I have a Tiger Woods is kind of a big part of my relationship with my dad. We text each other throughout the entire tournament and all that. And so we're uh, we're actually going to go to dinner after wow, after all right. after this and it kind of celebrate. It's just is uh it feels like everyone was in, invested in one way shape or form in watching Tiger do what he did today and uh it it's hard to to not categorize this as the best Comeback story of all time in sports. It's really hard to, not, to that feels hyperbolic, but I, I think it's accurate. I, I think that there are so many factors that have come into this, and when we want to compare and contrast moments in sports, what stands out about what happened today was how much of Tiger's ups and downs have come in the public eye, where mm-hmm. you we didn't know Tiger's private life 
until it unraveled and became public. And then everybody knew about it. We knew about all the championships. We knew about all of that. But that wasn't even the full story, Nick. It's also now about the four back surgeries, the injuries that he's had throughout his career. Then when he tries to come back, he's not playing a preseason game or throwing a simulated game in a, in a ballpark that's full of no one. He takes his game and he tries to go out on the PGA Tour, tries to play in events, and is just not the same Tiger all before our eyes. So we saw the highs and then we saw the lows in so many different facets that I think that is the thing that that draws us in. And I, I find it when he was making his comeback last year, as we now can term this whole thing a comeback since yeah. Tiger is back, I actually felt over the last couple of when he won the Tour Championship, when he was in contention at the PGA and the Open Championship, that Tiger was back. It was just a question of, is he going to win again? And it's almost like the phrase Tiger is a state of mind because we just consider greatness and winning with it. But when I sit there and I, I, I think about like everything that that is that has happened, I never in in a million years thought it would unravel the way that it did and come together the way that it did. Guys usually just ride off into the sunset. I know Jack Nicholas won the 86 Masters, and the last major that he won before that was six years earlier, and he wins at 46. Kind of a last hurrah, if you will. And this isn't that. Like This is Tiger returning to competitive golf on top of the golfing world. And there's just there's so much to it and so much that we want to get to today. And I just see people... People seeing the Tiger of five years ago, I think the scandal is more in the background than people may want to point out. I don't think that's the conversation because everybody seems to be rooting for Tiger, and I think it's because of what we saw over the last five or six years of just him not being the same great athlete that he once was, but now that he's back. Yeah, I don't think he's as as likable as he is right now without all the all the stuff that totally fell apart in his life. And I think he became somewhat of a sympathetic figure I think for a while he was kind of the villain for some people. I think you know it's natural people kind of get frustrated with the guy or, or sick of the guy who's on top, and then he has the the off the the course scandal and and then for a while it felt like people weren't really rooting for him and it almost felt like there was some venom towards people yeah. that were still rooting for him. You oh, know yeah. and oh yeah and 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 then he and then he just fell apart. I mean I don't think people quite grasp the degree to which his personal life was totally wrecked and the degree to which. His physical health was totally wrecked. This guy had to rebuild himself back up, literally in every way, shape, and form. And so I, in some ways, I'm not sure what comeback is better, the personal comeback or the golf comeback. Like, I think they're both equally mm-hmm. as as incredible. And again, I mean, it is... You know, there's a lot. I think it's everybody. Every athlete wants to play the man. Everybody was doubting me. You know, nobody believed in me. Nobody. But literally, there hit a point where nobody. I don't think anyone thought this was going to happen. I think there. I know for me, I hung on to the to the very end. But two, three years ago, I was like, it's over. It's done. He's done. And even just. I'll tell you what. You're one of the long hang. You know, hangers on because there were many. Five years ago, there were many right after the scandal that thought it wasn't going to happen again. So for yeah, you to give well, up just two years ago is pretty good. He was he was the number one player. Then he led the tour in wins in 2013, I yep. believe. PGA Tour so, Player of the Year, five wins. Yep. So so he so it's not like I think I think some people think since 2008, uh, the guy's just been you know slicing it off the tee, dropping out of terms. He had a moment in 2013 where you're like, okay, this looks yeah. like something. You know, this looks like this this could be coming back. But then he fell apart. And again, it's just remarkable to think December 2017, he was ranked 
1,199th in the world. And heading into the Masters, he was ranked 12th, and now he is the Masters champ. Like, the, 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 the rise back to the top has been incredibly fast and in, amazing to watch. And I'm with you. Like, watching, watching the British Open last year, watching the PGA Championship last year, watching him finally win a tournament, it did kind of feel like he was back, but it did feel like he needed to, to, to get over the – he needed to win a major for, you, for everyone to kind of agree that he's back. I've been fortunate enough to cover golf and cover golf at many different events, and there were a few events that I was – lucky enough to be a part of, one of which the 2015 U.S. Open at Chambers Bay. And what so many people remember about that is Dustin Johnson missing the putt, the shape of the course and the greens and Jordan Spieth. But what people forget and one of the lasting memories I have is when Tiger Woods played in that event. And I remember it was the 15th hole that Tiger was playing and we're sitting in the, standing in the media section and he's in a bunker, Nick, and – we can't see where the ball is, but it was up against like the back edge, which is a very difficult yes. shot. And he ends up kind of sculling it, thinning it, and it's just not a PGA Tour quality shot. We didn't know how bad the lie was, but people were laughing. Oh, man. And and that's how far it went. Like They're like, oh, my goodness, is Tiger Woods awful? And this was less than four years ago, and you talk about the world rank of what it was two years ago. Like The depths of how bad it got whether it be with health whether it just be of everything that came with it and i'm sorry the scandal is part of it it's sure. not the we don't have to bring it up every press conference but when you're talking about the whole story of what went on with tiger woods that's a part of it like that's it, it's it's not going to be mentioned in a question of the presser but the point is is when you're looking at his, his comeback it's a part of it and then there were parts like that in the desert a couple of years ago i think this was even over super bowl week because i remember sitting in my hotel watching him putt in abu dhabi or somewhere and he had about an 80 foot putt and it made it about 40 feet mm. and you're like what in the world's going on? He ended up withdrawing after that, but that shows you just how bad it actually got for Tiger Woods. Dan, the the conversation got to the point where there were people that were saying, Tiger, just walk away and maintain some dignity. Like this is this is embarrassing to watch. You're you're at with every swing of the golf club, you're almost uh diminishing your legacy right like like it got to the point where like imagine Michael Jordan remember when he famously Nick Anderson stole it from him in the playoffs against the Magic and it was like oh man rock bottom for yes. for Jordan it, it would be like if when when Jordan like it, it was every time uh Jordan brought the ball up the floor he got it stolen from him at times like that's how for some people this got with Tiger where he couldn't finish around he'd have to withdraw he was shanking chips he was not even coming close on the green everything was getting to the point where it was like just for for the love just hang it up and ride off into the sunset with some dignity so we can remember you for mm-hmm. what you were and not what you are right now and now look at him it's just it's remarkable it makes you feel bad because like you remember the yeah. greatness like like nobody wants it not only do you feel bad for Tiger Woods in making those shots and not being able to be successful at those shots but it makes you feel bad just like it made everyone feel great about today and that and that's what's what's crazy i remember when he came back from the scandal as you know we touched on a, a bit earlier and there were this was at the masters in 2010 and tiger comes back and he's it was his first masters since 
the scandal occurred and there were people who were giving him a standing ovation because he was the Masters champ. And then there were people who were just sitting on their hands. And normally, when you're a Masters champ at Augusta, walking towards the 15th green on a Sunday, you're getting a standing ovation. And there were people who weren't doing that. But that is that has moved on. The Tigers' lows people now sympathize with and you know had empathy towards Tiger Woods. And now the buildup to it. That's why I think it's the perfect comeback, Nick. If he would have won the Open Championship, it almost would have felt a bit out of nowhere because yes. he wasn't – close and we saw him chase down Brooks Kepka or try to chase him down in the PGA championship and that also gave us some hope and it gave us some build up I'm almost glad that he didn't win the previous two majors because I just felt that it needed to happen here and it happened like this and just so glad that it happened today do you think what and I forgive me and I don't want to put you on the spot then what was the name of the tournament he won last year the where they to had a championship the, yeah yeah okay so Field I, of 30 players by I the way. do think I do think I wonder if him winning that helped today like just just help to the fact that like I won a tournament like I have actually done this and he could kind of calm his emotions a little bit because that's one thing I want to get into as well is like he was it was the old tiger but in some ways it wasn't like I was struck by his demeanor all weekend and even today you know we're used to like the spitting and the cussing and the fist the mm-hmm. fist pumps yep. and the but and the club throws. He was probably the most calm guy on the golf course all weekend and in particular today. And I wonder if a part of that it comes with age, but a part of it also is the fact that he was able to to win a tournament last summer. So he kind of could tell himself, "I've been here, I've done it, I can do it again." Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair, and I think that's all a part of the process because it added another step. Because he came close in a in a major championship, and even when he won the tour championship, there there there's only thirty players in that field. Granted, they're the top thirty throughout the PGA Tour right. season, so it's not a bunch of nobodies. I mean, he's playing with you know Rory McIlroy and the, the final group, and and so you've got that to go along with it. But the just the whole process of it, I think that was another step in this comeback. So yeah, I definitely think that there's something to that. To that, we're going to be talking Tiger throughout the entire show, plus a lot happening in the NBA playoffs and maybe even some movement in the NFL. It's all coming up. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. What does Tiger Woods' win in the Masters today mean for the rest of golf? Looking forward, we'll tell you next here on Fox Sports Sunday. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. It is Fox Sports Sunday, a Sunday where Tiger Woods won the Masters. Diving into that and a whole bunch more. Thunder of Blazers right now late in the third. Portland is up seven. Ralph Irvin will have more on that coming up at the bottom of the hour. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. You can reach Nick on Twitter at Nick Ba. That's B-A-H-E. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. And you can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to our next guest on his own podcast, The Clubhouse Pod. Plus, you can see him on Fox Sports, likely on a golf course, but maybe on an NFL sideline here or there. To recap Tiger's historic win at Augusta National today, Shane Bacon joins us here on Fox Sports Sunday. Happy Sunday, Shane. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, I'm going to try my best to put whatever just happened into words, but uh, it's been a bit of a hard thing for me to, to kind of grasp the last hour, hour and a half. I mean, uh, you know, you can go back and read stuff I wrote and things I said over the years, you know, when Tiger was, was not playing and competing, and I mean, I, I never thought we'd get back to this position. I really did Well, let's, let's start there because Nick said it was about two years ago that he gave up. I think I gave up in 2015 <laughs> that this was ever going to happen. Did you ever give up hope? Or, and if so, when, when did that happen that this yeah, day I mean, would never I, come? I, I was actually, I remember I was flying to, to Napa uh, for the Safeway event that Tiger was returning to back in October of 2016. Uh, I was going up there to write a couple of stories for Fox Sports website. And uh, in, in mid-flight, I got the news that Tiger pulled out. He said he wasn't comfortable or confident with the golf game enough to go out and compete and uh i remember i landed in napa and called my editor and said what do you want me to do and uh and he said just write something you know and we'll get you on a flight back out of there that night and i, I wrote a piece about uh you know the, the the old tiger we'll never see again and i mean i uh you know i mean he said it he said it in his press conference after the win today he goes you know there were times i didn't believe i would i would be here again i didn't believe that i could compete i mean 18 months ago he was saying i just want to get back out there so I mean, it's not just us uh, that, that, that kind of saw Tiger, you know, struggling mightily with the golf game and shooting the 80s and blading chips and, you know, struggling with the driver and not being healthy. I mean, it was, it was in between his ears as well, and he has completely changed, uh, you know, his golf game and his swing, and the guy's confidence has grown the last eight months, and, and it's all come down to this point. It was, uh, it was unbelievable to watch today. Okay, so Shane, when when did you finally go? Now wait a minute. Could could we? Is Tiger maybe back? Could could we? Where it became not a like a figment of your imagination or hope, it became real that you thought, okay, maybe Tiger could wear a green jacket again at some point. I, I think at Carnoustie last year, uh, you know, getting in the hunt, you know, taking the lead on Sunday, uh, kind of battling it out with a host of guys, coming up just a little bit short, playing along so Molinari. I mean. I think there was a moment there at Carnoustie at the British Open last year where Tiger started to believe 
I can do this again. And I think when he admitted that after, you know, he was, yeah, he was disappointed that he didn't win, but I think he was content with being in the hunt again and being happy to feel the feels he felt that he used to feel all the time. And, of course, he took that to the PGA Championship and nearly went there, coming up just short to Brooks Kepka. I mean, if you think about the last three major championships, I mean, he's been right there on Sunday on the back nine. So he's been close. I mean, of course, gets the win in a very limited field event at the Tour Championship at the end of the year at Atlanta last year. But, uh, you know, the golf game hasn't been that great this year. It's not been bad, but it's just not been to the level that you'd see somebody win. And this week, you know, he just looked more focused. He looked very into it. Uh, He made a lot of putts, you know, of the 20 to 25 foot range in the first couple of days that the putter got hot on Saturday. And then I just think he was as locked in uh, that back nine today. I mean, he was as locked in as I remember ever seeing him. And he was hitting golf shots where he needed to hit him to succeed. He wasn't hitting unbelievable golf shots. He was hitting smart golf shots, and that's what I saw. And he kind of let everybody fall apart a little bit like the Tiger of old. I mean, this is what it used to do. There'd be this gravity on the leaderboard where Tiger's name would get up there, and you'd start to see people falter, and that's what happened today. Shane Bacon joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Nick Bob. Of course, you can see Shane on Fox Sports, a busy USGA schedule uh, starting up in the very near future as well. He'll be all over Fox and Fox Sports 1. More on that point, though, does this now become a thing with these current-day players? We know that it was 20 years ago. We know that when Tiger popped up on the leaderboard 10 years ago or, you know, 11, 12 years ago, that it was something. Does this new wave of players now have to deal with the Tiger effect? Well, I mean, it happened today a little bit. I mean, playing alongside him, of course, Molinari struggled just really all day long. He just didn't really have his, his, his golf game. He kept it together on the front nine by making some great putts and getting it up and in, but he wasn't in the ball good. And I think it all came down to 12 when he hit it in the water, you know, there. But, um, you know, there, there are some players, I think, that, can stand up to Tiger. We saw Brooks Kepka do it last year at the PGA Championship. Brooks Kepka seemed to be the only guy today that wasn't, you know, wasn't really falling apart down the stretch when he had a chance to win. Of course, he didn't make those putts on 17 and 18, but he hit some great golf shots to give himself opportunities to possibly end up in a playoff with Tiger. But, you know, I mean, I think that Molinari was a little riled today. I mean, I think you saw it in the swing. You saw it with some of the approach shots he hit with his irons. I mean, uh, he looked more rattled as the round went on than maybe I thought he would. I mean, he's faced Tiger in Ryder Cups. He played well against Tiger last year, of course. Played with Tiger when he won the Open at Carnoustie and shot bogey 369. But today felt and looked a little bit different. And, I, and I'm telling you, there was something in Tiger's eyes this week. There was a focus. You know, if you think about Tiger winning major championships throughout his career, what's the one thing that kind of sears in your brain? It's the fireness of Tiger, you know, the big fist pumps, and he'd be running across the green. He didn't do that at all today. Think about it. Not one fist pump until he finished the round. It was so businesslike. I mean, he he was a surgeon out there, and all the birdies he made coming in were just intelligent birdies. You know, he hit it in a good spot on 13 with a short iron. He hit it a, a good spot on 15, you know, into the fat part of the green where he needed to. And then, of course, 16, that shot was right on the hill. And it kind of, you know, kind of funneled down to the hole. So it was just really smart golf on the back nine. And, uh, and I think the guys he was playing alongside really felt it. Shane, okay, well, what now? I mean, he, he, he got the major, <laughs> and uh, the, the whole 18 major victories, the, the record from Jack, that, that, conver- that used to be the part of the conversation. Then it was right. like, well, let's just see the guy win one more. All right, now he's won one more. What now? I mean, is now 18, like, 
in the conversation again? I mean, Brooks Kepka was asked about it after. You know, they said, is, is 18 a possibility for Tiger? And he said, I think he's a lot closer to that than maybe people think. Think about the lineup he's got the rest of this year, right? Best page is the PGA Championship upcoming. He's won at Best page before. Then he goes to Pebble, where, of course, Tiger's had success on with the U.S. Open and Fox. I mean, that's going to be really exciting now. I think the confidence has continued to grow, and this is only going to make Tiger more confident. And if you think about the modern-day golfer and the equipment and the ability to play longer, you know, you can play into your late 40s and into your early 50s. We saw Davis Love do this. We, of course, have seen Phil Mickelson have a lot of success. Phil Mickelson came out with that video on Instagram this week about hitting bombs. He said he's hitting it as far as he's ever hit it at 48 years old. If Tiger stays healthy, I mean, you've got to look at it and say, you know, he could play at a solid level until he's 50. So, yes, I do think there's a possibility. I think <laughs> if you're sitting here going, can he get to 18 with the way he's played in the last three major championships? I think so. And, again, I mean, this is such a banana thought to have considering we all discounted it for so long. You know, there's no chance he's going to win another major. We just hope he's healthy. Maybe he'll compete. And now – after today and the way he's played at some of these events the last year, I think that he'll get himself in the conversation and in contention a few more times over the next couple of years, and he'll probably snag one or two. And then all of a sudden now you're one away. I mean, I think there's a real possibility that we could be talking about 18, three, four, five years from now, again, obviously, if he stays healthy. Shane Bacon joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. Last one for me, and I guess I'm, I'm going to group all of us into this. I'm a a few years older than you guys, but I, I don't remember 86. I was about nine years old. I, I remember Jack Nicholas winning, but I know only what happened because of what we've seen. And right. I realized today that this is our Jack 86 moment. This is the one that we're going to talk about. Of and, and even after the more majors of the comeback, what shot do you think we're going to remember the most from today? Is it going to be that tee shot on 16? Is that – or? Or, or what are we? What do you think we're going to remember? What is what is Jack's putt on seventeen, which we've seen you know millions of times? What do you think it's going to be from Tiger today? Yeah, I think the shot on sixteen will be the highlight we remember. I mean, of course, nearly making it for goodness sakes for a hole in one. Uh, I mean, it looked a little bit uh, like Jack in '86. If you remember, you know, Jack had his son on the bag in '86, and he hits that shot on the par three, and and his son says, "Be right." Jack goes, "It is." You know, I mean, he was very <laughs> confident it was going to be close, and uh, and Tiger hits one. You know, I was talking to a couple of my friends that I was watching it with here in Augusta, and I said, I believe that shot on 16 was within four inches of where he wanted to land that golf ball. That's how good of a golf shot he was. And then a couple of shots that we will forget, but maybe we'll look back on when we watch a replay of this in six months or two years or ten years, is the putt on nine from way on top of the green. You know, he kind of got a mud ball, and it flew at the very, very back, almost on the fringe. And he lags that thing. I mean, that is such a slow putt. It's so hard to get that close, and he almost makes it. And then his shot on 12, I mean, you see Molinari dump it in the water. Finau dumps it in the water. Kepka hit it in the water. And Tiger plays the very, very smart shot there to hit it in the middle of the green and take five out of the equation. He, of course, had to make a lengthy putt for par there. But just that shot was so smart in the moment. And, uh, and it was one of those, when we look back on it, those will be the types of shots and the types of putts that we'll remember from him. But, I mean, it'll be the the highlight shot will be the one on 16 for sure. He's Shane Bacon, Fox Sports reporter. I just say golf, but there's so much more football, basketball here, there, and everywhere. We appreciate it. I know you're busy. You already have done one podcast since you won. What, what else you got? What else you got on store? 
Yeah, we, we already cranked one out already. I uh, got another one coming tomorrow. It'll be uh it'll be a busy week for us. I mean, it's uh this is this is a pretty special thing to be a part of. It's a it's really really uh exciting. I mean, you know, for golf, uh for the future for us at Fox having the US Open at a golf course that I think Tiger will contend at. I mean, it, it's going to be a really really fun 2019 and I'm still a little honestly a little in shock that that it finally happened. I mean, I I'm not completely surprised like I said, with the way he's played, but to finally see it all come down and the emotion out of Tiger Woods, I said it. I think it's the most emotional we've ever seen a golfer after a win. I don't think I could ever remember somebody that excited to finally get something like this to happen than Tiger Woods was, and it was so cool to see everything that transpired after. Well, thanks for carving out the time. We appreciate it. Love talking about this historic day, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Shane. Yeah, anytime, guys. Thanks. Shane Bacon of Fox Sports joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Radio. A bunch going on in the NBA. Ralph Irvin's going to get us caught up to that. But first, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you a little something about Mako. Yeah. You might not be able to get a new car with your tax refund, but you can make your car feel like it's brand new. All it needs is a great paint job. Come into Mako today and get your dream paint job during their tax sales event. Tiger Woods is your Masters champion. Sorry I stole your thunder, Ralph. You're on Fox Sports Sunday. <laughs> Wait, but, he is? Uh, yeah, yeah. How about that? You can tell us more about it and what else is going on in the world of sports. Well, thank you very much, Dan. And, yes, Tiger Woods is the 83rd Masters champion. It's his fifth green jacket and 15th major championship. He finished at 13 under par, one shot ahead of Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, and Brooks Kepka. It's his first major title since the U.S. Open in 2008. NBA playoff action continues in Rip City. Portland hosting Oklahoma City and the Blazers up 80-75 with 10.05 to play in the fourth quarter. Earlier, Boston, an 84-74 winner over Indiana. Kyrie Irving, Marcus Morris, each with 20 points in the Celtics' victory. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. A lot of Major League Baseball going on right now, including Philadelphia and Miami, still tied at one as the Phillies bat in the top of the 14th inning. Cleveland and Kansas City are tied at eight as the what is that? The Indians are batting in the top of the ninth inning. Oakland a 7-4 lead over Texas in the top of the eighth. We'll be back to Dan and Nick in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now let's get back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios and Dan Byron, Nick Baugh. Appreciate it, Ralph. It is Fox Sports Sunday. Get Nick on Twitter at Nick Baugh. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. There's there's a bunch just to to add to this Tiger stuff, and I do want to get into this some NBA, but when we were talking about the shots with Shane Bacon that yeah. are going to remember, this is all a part of it as well. You know, Shane brought up the shot at 16 because I think we always see the putt on 17, but there's going to be Tiger's shot on 15, Tiger's putt on 9, as he mentioned. Those are going to be the – you know, the the side notes to this story that we're going to be telling for 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah, it's it's funny. I wrote down that exact question, just didn't get to it, of what was Tiger's signature shot of the tournament. And I, I think it'd have to be 16. But at the same time, I'm not so sure the signature aspect of today was what Shane talked about. 
And that was the fact that he was just like a lawnmower today, just slow and steady and 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 not going to waver. And in everybody else kind of fall, fell around him. And he was super calm. I mean, there was never even a, a, an ounce of, of emotion shown from him. So it was almost like a, 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 a different kind of a victory for him. And I don't know if this is going to be kind of the new tiger. I don't know if it's the gum. I don't know if gum mellows him out or something like that. But it was, uh, it was, it was a, a, a major championship that I'm not sure had a, a true signature moment other than obviously the, the tap in at the, and on 18 and the, the, the big roar when it was all over. I want people to, to put this down on their phones. I know they're not going to have the same phone in 20 years, but, but write this down or type this down. Remember without the rain delay, Tiger isn't in that last group. And Tony Finau and uh-huh. Francesco Molinari don't have a front row seat if we're playing the normal time frame. But because of the moving up of, of tee times, Tiger got put into the last trio. Right. Otherwise, you would have had a final pairing of Molinari and Finau playing with each other. So that's going to be something down the line where, as Shane said, that Molinari looked a little shook. I think yeah, Tony do you think Finau that's real? Because I, yeah, I do. I think yeah. there's something to that. Yeah, I do. I think like I, I thought more so with Tony Finau for the simple fact of is I think that Tony Finau, you know, looked up to Tiger Woods and even though they're they're you know teammates on a Ryder Cup team, it's still Tiger Woods. Yeah. You know, and you're and and you're in that you're in that spectacle of of Augusta National. You're in that moment, you're in that arena is the the word that I was trying to come up with. And all of a sudden it's kind of happening to you and the shots that you think that you're normally going to hit, you don't necessarily hit. And I think yeah, I did think something happened to it. I honestly thought that Brooks Kepka would be immune to all of it, and I was waiting for him to go on a tear on the back nine because he had some he had some funky things happen to him this week, whether it was hitting into the trees on two on Friday, he had a tree on 14, but all of a sudden then you come at the end of the day and you see, oh, Brooks Kepka is you know, two shots off the lead, or you know, he shot 71, he shot 70, and I didn't think that he was going to be affected and there were some putts that maybe didn't go down, but it didn't seem like he was shook. But I think those playing in the same group with Tiger did. I you know, think one they of the were. yeah, one of the unique things about golf when pitted against other sports is you're you're not having to deal with like, you know, like last night the Clippers had to deal with Oracle Arena and the Warriors fans and knowing that everybody was cheering against Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly. You usually don't get that in golf, but I think. You think about the the mm-hmm. PJ Championship last year. You think about Augusta National today. That is the equivalent of a road game for Tony Finau, Francisco Molinari, Brooks Kepka, Ricky Fowler. They know <laughs> that everybody in the gallery, all the patrons, do not want to see them succeed, and they want to see them miss those putts. Like I had to, I you had to have thought. You have to think that Brooks Kepka, when he stood over the putt on 18. Deep down in the back of his mind thought, nobody on earth other than me and my wife want this spot <laughs> to go in. Literally nobody. Yeah. And so it's like this new dynamic where it's like these golfers are are playing like true road games uh, in, in matches with Tiger being in the hunt. I remember in the 2009 Open Championship when Tom Watson 
was playing, and he had a putt on 18 to win. And Tom Watson's, you know, 59 years old at the time, and he's friends with everyone. But Andy North was one of the on-course reporters, and he's saying, I think Tom's going to knock this in and win the Open. Like, even the reporters were against <laughs> Stuart Sink. You know, like, they, right. they wanted – and that was the case today where, like, yeah, if you're Tony Finau or if you're Francesco Molinari, you know, with an Open championship in his belt or not, you're used to, yeah, okay, there's a tiger roar in this, but – you're used to people applauding you and at least giving that support, but to to be the enemy has got yeah, it had to be different. Has to, right? Absolutely. I mean, anything to throw you off mentally at all, that that's the beauty of golf. I mean, it is just you and your mind. And you have all the time in the world to think about with your next shot. We'd sing the praises and rightfully so a Kyle guy stepping up and knocking down three free throws in the, in the final four to go to the national championship game. You know, on some level, that's kind of what almost every big golf shot feels like on the back nine or in particular when you get into hole 16, 17, 18, and you're trying to close out something like the Masters. And it is, it is, it is you, your club, the ball, and anything that can throw off that is, uh, is certainly a factor. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Blazers up 8, 6.38 to go in their game one against Oklahoma City as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Find Nick on Twitter at Nick Ba. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. While Francesco Molinari and Tony Finau may have felt like the road team at Augusta National. That's probably how the Sixers feel at home in Philadelphia. We'll tell you why next year on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing and a less than perfect one. 
Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. About four and a half left to go, and the Blazers are up six on Oklahoma City in their game one in the West. We'll keep you up to date on that. Tiger Woods, the winner of the 2019 Masters, winning today his fifth green jacket and 15th major, making history that has so many people reacting in a positive way. The exact opposite of 24 hours ago in Philadelphia because the Sixers fell at home to the Brooklyn Nets 111-102. to And the Sixers were a team that some said, hey, this is a team that has the talent to get to the NBA Finals. And on the flip side of that coin, Nick, this is also a team that people said, this could be the squad that's ripe for a first-round upset, and that was the team that showed up yesterday in their game one loss to Brooklyn. Yeah, it's it, absolutely. I mean, we, when we talk about just raw talent of a starting five, I mean, to me, I think it goes Golden State and then Philadelphia. I mean, you talk about Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, J.J. Redick, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. I mean, that is a loaded starting five, and when you pit that against Brooklyn – I mean, their best player is D'Angelo Russell, who's who's just kind of put his uh, full game together and made an all-star game uh, for the first time this year. And so it was a little maddening to see them come out and get punched in the mouth and not really respond to it at all. And and yesterday was one of those games where you – and everyone has bad games, so you don't want to necessarily live in the, in the world where we're prisoners of the moment. But ultimately, I think one of the things that – I just don't know if I see Ben Sim- – like, to me, I look at – Ben Simmons has to be the guy that connects all that talent. Like, that's my that's my thing with point guards and ball handlers and those guys. they got to be able to rise above it and figure out how to piece the great shooter in Redick, the the Swiss Army knife in Joel Embiid that can do a lot of different things. we got a sharp shooter in Harris as well. Like, and, and getting all those guys to come together, and I just don't know if I see that kind of a performance – you know, from him enough where he does those kinds of things. Yeah, there's there has to be some sort of glue. And it's funny because the glue sometimes seems to be TJ McConnell. Like, right. like I'm not saying that he should be the starting point. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what what I am saying is you're right about the talent part of it. And on on paper, when you put those names down, yeah, they go they go toe to toe. There's even a couple of guys on that bench for, you know, Mike Scott coming off for, for Philadelphia and, and playing Sometimes well, sometimes not. But the point is, is the talent level is there, and there's yes. just something that is that is missing with the Sixers. And we've always known that Ben Simmons is missing a jump shot, and and that's been one of my things. I've I've always felt that when we talked about the Sixers, it's really Joel Embiid's team, and the gap between Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons is a lot, a lot wider than what people want to think. But this is what worries me, Nick, about this Sixers team is Elton Brand was like. We're going all in because you don't know. Jimmy Butler is probably not going to be back next season. Sure, you've got a decision to figure out, do you want to give Tobias Harris all of his money? But they went all in on a season when that glue wasn't there. And that wasn't. And that was something to me that now if you're looking at the Sixers, your team is built around two potential free agents that could leave, a point guard that can't shoot, and a center for as great as he is – has a history of injury problems, including in these playoffs that you hope to make a, a, a dent. And that's where, you know, it's it's red flag after red yes. flag with Philadelphia, not only for this year, but I even, you know, think looking forward, considering how Milwaukee is somewhat set up, Boston's going to have their issues with, with Kyrie and whatever he does, but 
Same thing with Toronto and Kawhi, but I don't think the run of the Sixers may be as long just because of all these issues. I mean, yeah, yesterday you know, was bad. No, uh, yeah, it really was. And I, I think, uh, you know when you, you're uh, you either selling your house or you're buying a home, there's a home inspection that mm-hmm. comes in, and they like thoroughly look at everything. Yes. And it's one of those things you may think, boy, this house looks good. Boy, everything's solid. <laughs> Saved us twice, like, by the way. Saved us twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy, right? I think I think Philly's that house that you put very perfectly. That from the outside looking in, you're like, man, talented Embiid, Simmons. You you really start to then peel back and get into the attic and check the crawl space and you see a little water damage here, and it's not near as solid as you think it is, and it is just hard. And we talked about this uh, last week or, or a couple weeks ago. We were talking about Zion at the next level. It is just anymore. You have to be out of this world good at everything else in basketball if you can't shoot. Like, you have to be out of this world good at every other thing. Like, Rondo, to me, was the last player deep into the playoffs that couldn't make a jump shot but could dominate a game. And Ben Simmons is going to have to – he's going to have to find a way to make more of an impact on defense, distribute a, a, at, a, at an elite level, find a way to make teams pay for sitting and sagging way off him and doubling off of him because uh, when you can't shoot, man, it's just hard to really excel and be a superstar. And I know that the the explanation of the cell phone on the bench is, is one thing, but you also like – we talk about – the pressure of the playoffs. And it's been one of the themes as someone who follows the Milwaukee Bucks. I pay a little bit more attention to what people are saying about them. That's the common theme that people don't want to put them in the finals. I don't know. I don't know. They're just they're just Giannis. I don't know if they can handle the pressure, yeah. which yeah. are just the easy, easy storylines. But what this tells me is that Philadelphia doesn't recognize the pressure that they maybe should be feeling. And sometimes that pressure is a good thing to to just realize the optics of it. I don't, I don't even know how you'd get a cell phone on the bench, Nick. You played more hoops than I do. I have I, no idea. I, 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 I had buddies who put, like, you know, Mike and Ikes in their socks during high school hoops so they could eat on the bench. <laughs> I don't, know how, you can, yeah, I don't yeah. know how you can hide. I don't know how you can hide a cell phone. And that's, the, like, the, just the optics of seeing something like that. In a game, like it'd be bad enough if they're up thirty, be like, oh, they don't care enough. They already, you know, they don't care about yeah. the Nets. Already looking on their phone, like this is a game you lost. So like, like that, then that doesn't even register, and that worries me as well. No, I mean it, it's it, context matters with with certain things, and and the context of what was happening on the floor with a cell phone being on the bench is just not good. Now there was there was some. Some some stuff around him that Amir Johnson was checking in on his uh, his daughter who's sick, and if that's the case, well then okay. I mean I think we all got to we can only go off of the information that we have. I mean I'm not sure if that's exactly what was going on or not, but either way, like you said, it's just the timing of it, the context of it, just a bad luck and or a bad look. And now Philly's got it. Philly's Philly better respond. They go down 2-0, go back to Brooklyn. You get a feeling that. You know, you got a guy, yeah. Jimmy Butler, who's who's never too shy to want to blow up a locker room and everyone freak out. I don't know how, mu- how much that group will want to stick together. The best news the Sixers had is that Tiger won today, so they're not talking about it <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. They're going down to the wire in Portland. Blazers up four with a little over two minutes to go. We'll get you updated on that. And how did Tiger win the Masters today? We break it all down next on Fox Sports Sunday. Tiger Woods is your Masters champion. Diving into that, plus a tight one in Portland. Blazers up on the Thunder. Now six with 11 seconds to go. We'll dive into the pressure 
of the NBA playoffs and who it really will affect. That coming up in the bottom of the hour and in 20 minutes as we do every Sunday. Check in with our good friend Alex Marvez diving into the NFL as the draft is less than two weeks away. The NFL schedule comes out this week. Yeah, something to get you looking forward to next year. Yes, the fact of the matter is we think we're going to get a Browns-Jets Monday night game, but we'll find out for sure, I believe, on Thursday. But today... And right now, we are talking about Tiger Woods winning his 15th major and his fifth green jacket, winning the 2019 Masters, as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Nick, I'm assuming that you're like me, that as the weekend is starting to unfold, you're always looking ahead to Sunday afternoon saying, all right, what do I got to keep my eye on? What are we going to be talking about when we get together? And then just kind of kind of from a distance, maybe think of certain things or topics or angles that you want to hit. Is that right. fair to say? Yes, that's absolutely fair so, to say. So I was thinking about this on Friday and then into Saturday, and I was thinking to myself, what about if this is the comeback of Tiger Woods? What about right. if a runner-up finish at the PGA and almost winning the Open Championship and just a, a nice weekend in September to win the Tour Championship? What if that is the top? And and Because I got to thinking of – teams that you always feel that their window is a lot bigger than it really is so you might as well win it when you're there instead of being like we got 12 seniors coming back next year (laughs) you know like we're gonna make the college football playoff that's gonna happen we're gonna go on a three-year run you want to win when you're there and I got to thinking I'm like what about if if this is it for Tiger like is this what if this is the the chance so when we talk about not believing in Tiger and not believing even in Tiger winning a major again I guess you could say I thought about it 24 to 48 hours ago that this was maybe going to be the opportunity because when he came through today, he also got that monkey off of his back of he's never come from behind to win a major. Like that went out the door as well. Like So this was this was unexpected to me to see how he responded and was so cool, calm, and collected and winning his 15th major because I was ready to say maybe this is as good as it's going to get for Tiger Woods. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think windows of opportunity, you know, they don't they don't open very much, period, and they don't stay open as long as we think. I mean, a couple of years ago, gosh, I guess it's more like five or six years ago now, there was a thought that the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers were going to run the NFL for the foreseeable future. And in just a couple of years, San Fran fell off and Seattle, the Legion of Boom kind of uh, ended up dissipating and, uh, and, and they didn't kind of have the run that I think everyone thought they would. And when you're watching Tiger today, even, even little things like, I was getting frustrated with the weather. I'm like, oh gosh, they got to start early. What if that's going to be the difference mm-hmm. between, you know, Tiger winning and not winning? Or what if they, what if the thunderstorms hit and they have to come back and and finish the next day? Like there was going to be a whole bunch of different things that were were kind of top of mind. You never know when you are getting up there in age as well. Just how many times you're going to have opportunities to really win and win big. And it was really cool that he sees this moment. Uh, because you're exactly right. We don't we don't know. I mean, when you with a with a bad back, with all the knee surgeries, it certainly can can go can go the other direction quickly. But at, at this point, you assume as long as his his body stays in there, you feel like yeah. he's mentally back. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I think I think that his head is focused, and as you said, there were no fist pumps. There were except at the end where everything came out. Maybe he just didn't want to put the the cart ahead of the horse and knew that okay, I still have to finish this off, but. 
the crowd was also doing enough of their cheering. So it wasn't like Tiger needed a huge fist pump to get everybody going. And I, I, I look at that back situation. I thought to myself when he was coming back, I'm literally talking not the comeback, but his actual back where he had four surgeries, where that could be a problem. And I even thought today, what about if he gets in a tie and these storms come in at around 2 o'clock local time was what they expected. So now you're going to sit there for five hours and they want to finish this thing on a Sunday. Are you going to go have them you know, play one playoff hole late on Sunday night? Um, right. Is this back going to be an issue when Tiger gets up on the wrong side of the bed on a Sunday morning when he has a 54-hole lead? These were all things that, whether it be the playoff today or the history of him with with his back, weren't really into the equation earlier. There were more, He's got more obstacles to deal with because of the surgeries, because of his age. And I always felt that the back thing was tricky because he even would admit it himself saying, like, some days it's just just tightens up. And right. now you're at the you're at the mercy of that with Tiger Woods for the rest of his career. So none of this was a sure thing, and that's why I thought on Friday and Saturday, what about if this is it? Because of all those things, and it turns out he proved me very, very wrong, and I was dead wrong. As Tiger's now a Masters champ again. Yeah, you never want to take. I think that's one of the things too. Is we have this, we just assume things will be for for. I mean, I couldn't have imagined a year ago, two years ago, the idea of LeBron James not in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the idea of LeBron James not in the finals seemed crazy. Well, yeah. the playoffs are going, and LeBron's at home watching. And the, the you you want to think for for a while from 1997 to 2008. Everyone thought Tiger being in contention on Sundays in a major was a foregone conclusion. Like it was just the way it was always going to be where about three o'clock on a, on a Sunday afternoon, you're definitely going to be parking it and, and on the couch and seeing what's happened with Tiger. And that can go away fast. And anybody that's ever had a bad back or deals with back issues, you, you, all it takes is one weird movement. One, like you say, you sleep on it funny or whatever. I mean, there was the the little anecdote that Tiger had to wake up at what three forty five in the morning or four o'clock to start the process of getting his his body yeah. ready to go. I mean, I can guarantee you, Jordan Spieth, he probably rolled out of bed, ate McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> showed up, did a little, you know, stretched for maybe two two seconds, and then was ready to go. It's different when you're an older guy like Tiger. Yeah, the the fact that he said three forty five, and I'm doing the math on the West Coast. I'm like, Ooh. well, that's twelve forty five. You know, and I went to bed last night at like midnight. I got up at local time six o'clock to watch this morning just to to see how it all played out. But yeah, that's a that's a quick turnaround, and usually those advantages to those who are playing well as you get to sleep in. You don't have to rush to the course. There are those who also look at it as maybe a, a, a little uh, detriment, if you will, because you have to wait then to tee off in the afternoon. Didn't have that luxury. I think that it, this situation may have helped the Molinaries and, and Finals because Agreed. they didn't have to sit on the lead for you know an extra four or five hours on Sunday. They just got to go to the course and get out there, whereas Tiger, yeah, those things were thrown up in the air. And I touched on this earlier. I thought that Tiger would win, and I know that they went low at Bell Reeve at the PGA Championship, but I just always envisioned Tiger because of the mental aspect of this. And and when you brought that up, this ties into it as well. Is I thought Tiger was going to win a U.S. Open at even par if he were to win a major. If I had to pick a place where he would win, it would be a place where even par or one over or two over where the course just ended up defeating everyone else and he would be the lone survivor. This ended up being 
he beat everybody else. And 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 you go to 14 under par like he did at the PGA. You go to you end up winning at 13 under par what he wins at the Masters. I didn't think that he would win like this. I thought he would win a grind out win at a major if he was ever to claim another major and that was far from the case. He he's striping it and hitting it pure and and going as low as a lot of the the newer players in this generation. And that's what really impressed me today. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. I think a lot of people, a lot of the narratives that we talked about when Tiger kind of fell off was, well, you know, I mean the 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 caliber of of the field and the golfer now is just so vastly superior that there's no way that the Tiger could have dominated the way he did from 1997 to 2008. And listen, everything's always relative to the era in which you played. You know, and yeah. I thought. I I thought one of the the cool things about today was I tell you what that leaderboard I think Tiger even said this in uh, to Jim Nance afterwards that I mean the leaderboard was a who's who of of golf I mean it was pretty much everybody that was up there from Jason Day to Dustin Johnson to Brooks Kepka to Francisco Molinari literally all of the the top dogs Sands maybe Spieth and Rory McIlroy were all not only there but in contention and trying to make things happen on a Sunday and he stood toe to toe with all of them and emerge victorious. It's one of the secrets of the Masters. Limited field, so you have only 87 players in it, as opposed to like a U.S. Open where you're going to have 154, 156 players playing in it. So it's almost half of what you would get at a at a U.S. Open. And then with of that 87, you've got 10 past you know previous winners. You know Mike Weir that'll play. Ian Woosnam played. They're not really going to win. So then you trim the field down to about 77. Then you end up taking the amateurs who really aren't going to contend. There's maybe about five or six. And then you, you're down to about 70. And then you got some first time. So as you dwindle it down, like it's one of the one of the secrets about the Masters is that you usually have pretty good names or maybe a name that comes out of nowhere to win. But the way that they set it up, it wasn't a grind. There were certain holes that were accessible. Mm-hmm. It, it all provides for entertaining golf. And it's why the Masters really never disappoints because you've got the names and and there were a bunch of them as you said but they allow those players to do what they are great at and that's what's so fun to see tiger hitting the shot on 16 hitting the shot on 15 to to uh, make a two-putt birdie it's all that that adds to what is one of the greatest weekends in all of sports and it does feel like his his knowledge of that golf course is is a very real factor i mean the fact that he there isn't any green or any shot out of the trees or any sort of (laughs) type of situation that he is in that he can't think back to I was in this situation in 2000 or in 1999 or in in 2005 and he can think back to where he he played things and I think that's the beauty of that golf course too is like you do have to miss in the right places and land the ball in the right places and without that expert knowledge I don't know if he's able to to navigate some of the yeah. the, the, the the of the golf course today and what's funny is CBS did an interview with Tiger during the replay of the Masters coverage, which I tweeted I think is going to crush the NBA playoff. Like I think that the replay <laughs> yeah. of the Masters of Tiger winnings rating-wise is going to crush yes. what the Blazers-Thunder did. Blazers won, by the way, 104-99. But the point of of when you see what when, – when Tiger is, and I totally just lost my train of thought. Like, so, like so, like totally lost. Talking my train about the of course, uh, understanding yeah. the course. Oh yeah, that's all, what yeah. it was. He was talking with Nick Faldo and Jim Nance in the middle of the replay. They did this live interview, and Tiger said the putt on eighteen that was for par. He said I hit a perfect putt. They redid the green on eighteen. 
And he goes, it didn't break as much as it used to. (laughs) And Tiger goes, I hit a great putt. I can't believe that it didn't break. He's like, but that's what you get with the new green. So you want to talk about intimate knowledge of a course like like that, like Tiger understands that, okay, this putt from this spot is going to do this. And with the new green this year, it didn't do what it normally does. And Tiger even pointed it out in the TV interview. Thanks for letting me get on track. Uh, like you got it. Yeah. Hey, we're back. I'm your caddy. I was your caddy for that moment. <laughs> I said, no, nah, no, nah, let's go with the eight iron. And let's, let's, let's figure this out here. I, I'll tell you what, the, when Francesco Molinari uh, hit that tree on 15 yes. with the pine cone, Talk about been there, done that. You know, like everybody can, like, I mean, wow, that was, that's, uh, yep, I've been there. Let I've it, been you know, there. Yeah. I, I've, I had a lot in common with Molinari there. And then I also had a lot in common with Jason Day on Thursday when he, he hurt his back picking up his daughter. I really, I really could relate to that. I, I really felt like there are numerous times this week and I had a lot in common with the guys on the tour. Quick question. You said that you and your, your dad were going back and forth. Who got a bigger kick out of today, you or your dad? I have to think it's my dad just because he's – I think he understands, just has a greater catalog of knowledge of the entirety of Jack and, and the rise of Tiger. You know, I, I, I just have to think he's his, – his investment into the into not only Tiger but golf, I have to, have to assume, gives him another layer. But, I mean, boy, I, I think that that's – the weird part about today is I think it felt like there were a lot of people that felt like they were on the journey with Tiger including me. And I know that's irrational, but that's kind of the beauty of sports is you feel like you're living vicariously through these people in some weird alternate universe. But it was almost like when Tiger made the putt on 18, if you've stuck with them and hung with them and, and been a fan, it was like you are wearing a green jacket. It was, it's a weird deal. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Find Nick on Twitter at Nick Ba. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. As we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. One NFL player believes that Russell Wilson is destined for New York. We'll tell you who that is and talk about it next year on Fox Sports Sunday. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. Joining us now to talk National Football League as we're less than two weeks away from the draft. Less than a week away from the NFL schedule being released and about 24 hours away from a specific deadline in Seattle, our good buddy Alex Marvez of SiriusXM NFL Radio joins us to talk NFL. Happy Sunday, Alex. How are you? I'm not as good as Tiger, but pretty damn good. Oh, I my say goodness. That. Oh my. How much were you wrapped up into that today? The Zero. I, 0.0. Oh, I, oh, I have no idea. I don't watch anything. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't watch, I don't watch golf. I, I just focus on football and pro wrestling. That's it. But I know Tiger Woods is a really big deal. So, And I get it. I'm happy for people. I'm happy for all these folks who are thrilled that Tiger Woods is back. I imagine the man is a happy man at this point. That's the only reason I referred to it, but absolutely zero interest otherwise. I'm <laughs> what not. a great plot twist, because I'm like, oh, all right, Alex is even down. You know, let's talk about it. Let's let's do it. Let's see what he's got. <laughs> absolutely zero. It's kind of how I feel when I see things trending on Twitter, half of which I have no idea about. Um, I don't have any idea what's going on with the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, but Tyron Matthew apparently has an idea because the new chief safety <laughs> tweets out, you know, Russell Wilson wants to go to New York. Tomorrow is the deadline for the Seahawks to get that long-term extension done for Russell Wilson before, I guess, workouts and everything get underway in, in 2019. But how realistic and, and how important is it for a deal to get done between now and tomorrow between the Seahawks and uh, Russell Wilson? You know, I, I think it's it's like, you know how they say, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, from what I've been able to gather, and this is from talking to some of the media folks up in Seattle, that, look, the Wilson camp, because there has been no talk about a contract, are just trying to find out, look, where do we stand? Are we going to get something done now, or are you going to let Russell Wilson play out this contract? And so they leak through the media that April 15th is the deadline date to get a new deal done with Russell Wilson. But, look, if the Seahawks come back at him this, this summer and say, we're going to give you a four-year deal averaging $34 million a year, we're going to guarantee $70 million of it. You'll not only have a chance, you know, not only will this make you on average the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, and by the way, you're likely going to make every single penny in this contract, much like the four-year deal he's under now that he could play through, but you'll also again have a chance to hit free agency at the age of 34 when you're still able to command a big money contract. You're telling me Russell Wilson's going to turn that down? No. But listen, if indeed Tyron Matthew is accurate, and Russell Wilson's heart and his wife's heart, Sierra, because she's an entertainer and working out of New York, might have more gigs uh, to opportunity there than in Seattle. But if your heart is set on, on New York, a place, by the way, where Russell Wilson is affiliated with the New York Yankees and their baseball team as a minor league player, well, where do you go play? You know, the Jets have their franchise quarterback in Sam Darnold. The Giants don't, but New York is looking at drafting a quarterback. Now, if the Giants completely pass on a quarterback in the draft, 
things get really interesting to me. Then are they looking at Russell Wilson for 2020 after he plays out his contract? Even if Seattle places a franchise tag upon him, would they be trying to strike a deal with the Seahawks to acquire Russell Wilson? We'll let this one play out. But look, you know, Tyron Matthew could say the guy wants to play in New York, but if the Giants draft Wayne Haskins or Drew Locke or even Kyler Murray, they ain't going after Russell Wilson. Yeah, Alex, I mean, just because you want a new contract doesn't necessarily mean you aren't happy with where you currently are. But I ask, is Russell Wilson unhappy with Seattle? Because I think we're all trying to piece this together because this does kind of go counter to the Russell Wilson brand, if you will, with how he's kind of been almost always a team first kind of guy. Is he happy with Seattle? You know, that's the the zillion dollar question in this because Russell has now become the story of the start of OTAs that begin on Monday in the Pacific Northwest, right? I mean, look, and, and now it's, it's gonna be, it becomes the narrative of this team. Is Russell Wilson, does he really want to be there? Is Russell Wilson happy? And you think about what the Seahawks have done for Russell Wilson. You know, they cleared the deck of players who weren't necessarily on Team Russell. You know, we, and Seth Wickersham wrote about it for ESPN the magazine, guys like Richard Sherman, you know, guys who on the defensive side of the football who weren't all in necessarily on Russell Wilson. They didn't hate Russell, but they always wondered why does Pete Carroll treat him like the teacher's pet? You know, why is nothing ever Russell Wilson's fault? Right, It's always someone else's fault, the defense's fault, maybe the receiver's fault, the offensive coordinator's fault, but it's never Russell Wilson's fault. Why, why is, this, is that the case? And it led to some resentment among some of his teammates who thought there were regular team rules and then there were Russell Wilson rules. Okay, I get that, but all those guys are gone. So I think Seattle appreciates him. They took care of him contractually last time. And you know his agent, too, by the way, a little bit of a different cat, Mark Rogers. I've actually known him since high school. Because I used to take prep phone calls, yes, high school football sports (laughs) phone calls at the Miami Herald. (laughs) And that's what Mark Rogers did before becoming a baseball agent. He represents Russell Wilson in football. It's his only client, and he does business a little bit differently maybe than some of the other football agencies in this industry. So that being said, floating out that trial balloon, it has put a spotlight on Russell Wilson. Hopefully Russell meets with the media and expresses his own feelings about this, but you know what, there's been radio silence from Russell so far. Maybe he trusts in his agent as a mechanism to get him a new contract, try to maximize his value right now. But gosh, real quick, when we look at the Seahawks, you've got to get a deal done with Frank Clark if you want to try to keep him long-term. He's your franchise defensive end. And looking ahead to 2020, you've got Bobby Wagner and Jerron Reed, emerging defensive tackle, 10.5 sacks last year. You want to keep him in the fold as well. In all likelihood, that's a lot of money you've got to be spending, so some tough decisions for the Seahawks on the horizon. Alex Marvez of Sirius XM NFL Radio joining us here, our Fox Sports Radio Insider. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Is this draft for you, NFL, uh, I'm not using the term geeks in a bad way. I'm just saying for the people who just love, eat, breathe football, everything about it, is this a good draft because we aren't distracted by all the glamorous skill position names? Or is this a tough draft to get excited about? Because outside of Kyler Murray – Alex, I'm not finding a lot of buzz about anybody else. Is this an enjoyable type of draft for someone like you to follow? No, it lacks star power in that regard. And a lot of it's just because there's no real skill position players that float your boat. We're looking at one running back potentially getting picked in the first round. Maybe someone will sneak in there, but Josh Jacobs of Alabama, that's about it. And even he is projected to be going in the 20s. 
you know, and, and quarterbacks drive the draft. And I just don't, there just isn't a heck of a lot of excitement around Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, you know, Daniel Jones of Duke. I mean, look, these are guys that are likely first-round picks. I mean, we're likely to see four. And you could even see a quarterback sneak in with that number 32 overall pick and be the fifth one taken because you'd love to be able to, if you're a team, you'd love to be able to have a, a rookie quarterback under a five-year deal rather than a four-year deal if you take him between rounds two and seven and you believe this is a future starter for you. So, listen, it can start to heat up, though, right? I mean, if we find out what happens with Josh Rosen, if we get, if, you know, is he going to be on the move or not? Is he potentially being traded on draft night? I mean, we could add some drama as the draft is unfolding that night. But, you know, again, too, sometimes it's because guys like Quinnen Williams of Alabama, you know he's a really good defensive tackle, but he wasn't the focus at Alabama. We, we talked Tua Tungvaloa, right, mm-hmm. rather than we talked Quinnen Williams. Josh Allen from Kentucky, yeah, the Wildcats won 10 games, but they weren't really in the national spotlight all that much. I mean, the best players, Mississippi State, they have a bunch of them, but again, they, they weren't a marquee program in 2018, and that feeds into it as well. So not the most exciting draft. You know, I'd say about 16 legitimate first-rounders from the NFL folks that I talked to that have a legitimate first-round grade. I know 32 get drafted overall, but about half of them will have legitimate first-round grades. And then after that, you're really looking at, like, from number 17 to about number 45 or so as guys that are considered second-round talents that can go in any sort of order, and then the tiering continues after that. So, Alex, uh, obviously uh, Rob Gronkowski has retired, and uh, just a few days ago or or earlier this week, uh, Chris Hogan signed with the Carolina Panthers. And I hesitate to even ask this question because at this point I think we all assume we know what the answer is. But here we go. Any concerns about the weapons around Tom Brady moving into next year? Maybe Tom Brady has some concerns, like, okay, who are the guys I'm going to work with? And if you saw Austin Safarian Jenkins, he ended up signing a contract uh, with the Patriots. And, and this is an intriguing player to me because he's gotten it together off the field now. The injuries derailed him in 2018 in Jacksonville, but this is someone who I think could help the Patriots in a secondary role. But, look, I, I think New England, they could be active in this draft. They could be a team that moves up to ultimately snare a tight end. I, I first reported this week that Noah Fant was en route from a visit with the 49ers to the Patriots. He's a name a very popular name surrounding the Patriots. And look, wide receiver help. Will there be someone out there for them? Not necessarily in the draft. Will a free agent shake loose? Will they be able to potentially even swing a trade down the road to get some help at the position? Or or even might they become a more heavy running team? Uh, you know, in 2019 as well. Will that be their strength ultimately? Because it is a chameleon-like Patriots team that's able to change offensive identities. And we saw the great stuff that Sony Michelle did, and, you know, James White in the passing game, and Rex Burkhead solid all the way around, and James Devlin, the best fullback in the NFL. So uh, it's going to be different in New England. But I'll tell you what, with that offensive line, with that scheme, with the way Brady gets rid of the football quickly, I, I really believe he can win with a pedestrian cast. The key, though, is Julian Edelman. And by the way, you see, too, the Patriots pretend, you know, approaching the Giants about a trade for Sterling Shepard. They're looking for another slot-type wide receiver. No question about it. I don't think they draft one high in the draft, because that's generally not where slot receivers go. But they're on the look, and they're going to continue to call around, and ultimately something may shake loose around draft time or after the draft that helps the rich get richer. Got any schedule dirt? Any any, I think any leaks? 
I think Cleveland, you know, and it's been speculated, but I really believe Cleveland's opening up in round one. and would not be surprised if it's something that involves a New York team uh, because of the fact that you have Odell Beckham Jr. and his ties with the Browns. But, I mean, that's the team that people really want to see on Monday Night Football. Cleveland and the Rams would be intriguing as well. I think we know the Patriots playing on Sunday night. And then the late Monday night game, big question is, you know, does the NFL look for history because of its 100-year anniversary in terms of matching West Coast teams against each other? But it's got to be a West Coast team. You're not going to put an East Coast yeah. team with a, with a you know 10, 15 p.m. kickoff time because the ratings would take a I'll tell you what, Sunday Night Football has got to make Browns graphics because they haven't had any need for them for the last 10 years, but you're going to this year, I think. Alex, we appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and, uh, yeah, enjoy more wrestling and football. Thank you so much. We'll do it again next week. Alex Marvez, the one and only Sirius XM NFL Radio, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Tiger Woods on top of the world after winning the Masters. Who won that Blazers-Thunder game and so much more as we bring in Ralph Irvin to give us the latest of what is happening on this busy, busy Sunday before tax day tomorrow. Hello, Ralph. Hello, Dan. And yes, we do have a winner in Portland, and that is the Portland Trail Blazers. They hold on to beat Oklahoma City 104-99. Damian Lillard leading the way for the Blazers with 30 points. C.J. McCollum added 24 as they take a one-game-to-none series lead. Earlier, Boston, an 84-74 win over Indiana. Kyrie Irving and Marcus Morris each with 20 points for the Celtics in the win. Coming up at the top of the hour, it'll be game one in the East. Detroit taking on (laughs) somebody's Milwaukee Bucks. You got that right. I don't know who that might be, but I'm sure somebody is a big Bucks fan. (laughs) We... Did mention. Sorry to throw you off. No, I apologize. No, the golf bad. clap. It was a golf. It was more of a golf clap than anything else. It well, was good. exactly. And speaking of that golf clap, plenty of it. Lots of roars too at Augusta National as Tiger Woods wins his fifth Masters. He becomes the 83rd Masters champion, finishing at a score of 13 under par, one shot better than Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, and Brooks Kepka. It's his 15th major championship, but the first since June of 2000. Eight. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Finals in for Major League Baseball, where Hernan Marquez held the Giants to one hit. Colorado shuts out San Francisco 4 nothing. Texas scores four runs in the eighth inning. They beat Oakland 8-7. And right now, Houston with a 3-2 lead at Seattle top of the ninth inning the Astros are batting we'll be back to Dan and Nick in 10 seconds but first a word from farmers at farmers insurance we know a roof can withstand a lot one exception being an airborne car seen it covered it talk to farmers we are farmers bum, 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 bum. underwritten by farmers truck fire insurance exchanges and affiliates products not available in every state now let's get back to the Fox Sports Radio studios. Dan Byer and Nick Ball. Thank you very much, Ralph. It is Fox Sports Sunday. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and foxsportsradio.com and find Nick on Twitter at Nick Baugh. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. As he mentioned, Portland gets that win over the Thunder. Portland is now up 1-0 in the best of seven series. Damian Lillard, 30 for Portland. C.J. McCollum, 24 for the Blazers in a losing effort. Paul George paced the Thunder with 26 points and 10 boards. Well, Russell Westbrook in a losing effort, 24, 10, and 10. Seems a bit empty, though, 
in a loss. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't the 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 uh, the Russell Westbrook numbers for a six seeded Thunder team. Yeah, just doesn't doesn't necessarily um, just doesn't necessarily weigh as much, especially when you're saying they are now down one zero in the best of seven series. Yeah, I, I you know with Westbrook, it's it's such an interesting conversation to have with with Russell Westbrook because the guy's averaged a, a triple double for three straight years. And you know he did it initially. He won the MVP, and everybody was was going crazy. And he's seemingly repeated that statistically, and you just don't hear as much uh, about him. And you know, to me, I, I even though Portland's the three seed, and even though Portland has home court, I would view it as an upset if Portland were to beat OKC in the first round of of the playoffs here. I mean, what's the for for Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City, I mean, you got Paul George. You're you're on the opposite side of the bracket from Golden State and Houston. Like to me, I feel like Oklahoma City should be going to the Western Conference Finals, and I'm not totally sure what the excuse would be if they don't. If it feels like deja vu from last hour and talking about the Sixers, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, I mean, when you when you you put the Thunder down, even if Nurkic is healthy for the Blazers on paper. You're saying, oh, the Thunder. Now, I mean, Nurkic is having a great season until he, you know, was lost for the year. But yeah, to your point, like the the Thunder are the didn't play well at the end of the season. And to your point about the triple doubles, like the thing that gets me about it is it's become almost something that we expect. Mm-hmm. And then when we looked at how Russell Westbrook was was going about, I'm not trying to diminish it, but Maybe we were saying to ourselves, okay, this isn't as difficult as we thought it was. And since it's happened more and more, at least more with him, it becomes less and less. Like it's just not it's right. not new anymore. And right. and you look at you're watching free throws now to see if guys are running down the court on missed free throws to see if he's gonna be the one to get the rebound. Or if if a team just chucks up a three and the, the Thunder big men are like, Oh, they're gonna race down and Russell gets I think like all of that is a part of it, but I think First and foremost of why like this triple double isn't a big deal is because he's just done it the last couple of years. Well, and for me, let me preface this with saying that like I, I admire Russell Westbrook's uh, fire and uh, competitive spirit, but my thing with the whole triple double thing is I and I know this is one of those things where people go, "What do you mean?" I don't I don't feel like Russell Westbrook elevates anyone around him. And you can point to assist numbers, but for me, there's a there's a my analogy would be there's a difference between babysitting and being a child's guardian and being a parent. There's a difference between assists and actually making everyone better. And just stop and think about this for a second. Russell Westbrook had Kevin Durant, right? Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook then didn't have Kevin Durant. Yep. And now Russell Westbrook has Paul George. Okay. So very different things. His game hasn't changed at all. He is the same player regardless of who's around him. And that is something to me that that is frustrating to watch, where I feel like I, I talk about this with Ben Simmons, the ability to rise above and see what I need to do to make other people better. He's just kind of has like the he's a tornado of talent where he has just got tunnel vision on what he is doing. And I just don't think that he necessarily elevates anybody that's around him. You've got Paul George being as great as he is, but maybe it's enhancing the play of other guys around him of you know and there's there's 
looking at like the Thunder as a as a whole, I think there's a lot of validity to what you say. Paul George is going to be Paul George no matter who's who's there. He's going to get his, but it's not like he was even different playing alongside Russell Westbrook. Right. It's just and if you're coming into Oklahoma City, you're the one that maybe has to adjust to what Russell Westbrook is doing and not vice versa. Now, he may argue and playing devil's advocate in all of this is I need to do this because outside of Paul George there isn't enough around me, but I'm not sure if we've ever ever seen that case be tried, if you right. will, right? right? I mean, is that fair enough to say? Yeah, like, he I hasn't just, allowed just, the opportunity for someone else to maybe step up? Right. I mean, and I know it's uh, some people get bristle up at this, but I mean, look at Victor Oladipo. I mean, yep. Oladipo fair was, point. W- was playing with him, man. He was with him. He was on the floor with him. He leaves Russell Westbrook and becomes uh, a big-time player, an all-star, and uh, one of the best players in the Eastern Conference. And I guess just at this point, I'm not sure what the excuse is for Oklahoma City. I mean, you have you have a former MVP in, in Russell Westbrook. You have a guy in Paul George that was very much in the MVP conversation throughout the majority of this season until, to me, Giannis just kind of just squashed all of that with everything that he did this year for Milwaukee. You have a very good big guy in Steven Adams. Like, I'm just – I'm not sure – when I look at their team and I look at their situation, that an excuse jumps out at me, yet it feels like there's no real pressure externally on them to go deep in the playoffs. And I'm not sure I totally understand why. I've, I've never I've never considered Russell Westbrook defensive stopper. And right. I wondered if you would put, I don't know, take away three rebounds and two assists of effort to put into the defensive side of the floor if they're not better with him having less stats. I'm not saying maybe they're not correlated. You never know because, maybe it's because not there's an exchange, no excuse but yeah. for him to not be able to defend. You know, I mean, he's he's one of the not just the best athletes in the NBA. He's one of the best athletes, you know, in professional sports. I mean, there's no excuse that he should be he shouldn't be locking people up. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. Find Nick on Twitter at Nick Ba. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. The pressure is on in the NBA playoffs, but who's feeling it the most? We will tell you next year on Fox Sports Sunday. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Byer. He's Nick Ba. Tiger Woods is your 2019 Masters champion. Diving into that and so much more in about 40 minutes or so. We'll go back to Augusta. Longtime golf writer and author who wrote a book about Tiger Woods. Robert Lucetich will join us here on Fox Sports Radio, recapping this monumental day, not just in golf, but all of sports. Also in sports, we keep our eye on the NBA playoffs. Portland getting a victory today over Oklahoma City. Celtics stepping up to the plate and getting a win against the Pacers. And Bucks and Pistons going to tip off at the top of the hour. Pressure-wise, entering this NBA playoffs, Nick, you sent me a list of a one, two, three, if you will, of who's mm-hmm. feeling the most pressure. And, and to reveal a little of it, one of the teams that's feeling the most pressure now finds themselves down 0-1 in their best of seven series. Yes, I think there's there should be at least some real pressure on Russell Westbrook and Oklahoma City. I mean, I think they should absolutely find themselves in the Western Conference Finals. You're on the opposite side of the bracket of Golden State in Houston. You have a former MVP in Westbrook. You have a guy in Paul George that was in the running uh, to win the MVP at some point this year earlier on. I'm just not totally sure what the excuse really is. Uh, I, I think they they have some legitimate pressure, at least from me, to go make some noise and, and punch their ticket all the way to the Western Conference Finals. So if there was a top three and Oklahoma's on top, who's on the medal stand of this in the silver and bronze of pressure-wise throughout the NBA playoffs? I've got my list, and I'm curious on, on where you stand out on yeah, this. Yeah, I would say next... You know, he's so dang likable, and the Bucks are so dang likable that it's hard to want to put real pressure on him yet. But to me, there's got to be a little bit of pressure on Giannis. I mean, he's going to mm. be the MVP. And for the first time in his professional career, I think there is legitimate, real pressure on him to go deliver in the playoffs. I've, I, I really believe this to be true. It's one thing to do something when no one expects you to do it. It's another thing to do something when everyone expects you to do it. And for the first time in his career, to me, Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks are expected to go win and make some noise and win multiple playoff series. I can see where you're coming from with Oklahoma City. I like I just look at the Bucks and just the sense that I get is people don't expect a lot from them, despite having the best record not only on the Eastern Conference, but in the entire NBA. Like we feel like there should be this uprising of Boston's going to be Boston, and you know we mentioned Philadelphia earlier and their talent. I almost think that the Bucks are coming into this where people just think like, okay, we don't believe in them because they're somewhat new, so we just don't think that it's possible. Sure, and I feel like they they are they have a bit of a I don't know a, maybe a chip on their shoulder of that, but I've heard way more Boston and Philly talk in the East than of anything with Milwaukee, and that's why I actually think it's going to be used to their 
advantage. And that's where I put Boston and Philly like one, two on my list because we're expecting so much from those teams where we don't know really what they even have. And I and kudos to Boston today for being the Boston that we thought. I mean, they they held the Pacers to, I believe, it was something like 35% shooting from the floor. That defense was there. So Boston responds, but I still think that they're under pressure. And then considering what's happening in the horizon and what's going down the road, I think it would behoove Philly at Boston, both of those franchises, to win now because we don't know about the future of those teams. Yeah, you're, you know, you're spot on. And I, I think some of this could be uh, – me kind of blending who I think should have pressure on them and who does realistically have pressure sure. on them. I totally agree with you what you're saying that I do think there's a sense of of doubt around Milwaukee. I do and I and I I, I think Boston has some real pressure on them. I mean they went to the conference finals without Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. Now they have Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. I think you you, you would think at minimum they should go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I do think it's interesting real quick since we're up against it. You and I both didn't write down Golden State. Like why is that a product of because they're the odds-on favorite. Like, is that a product because we just think it's a foregone conclusion they're going to win? I actually, this is going to sound weird. I don't think they care as much. Okay. I I, I think that I, I think that they're all kind of just resigned to the fact this is probably going to move on. And the real challenge for Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green is winning without Kevin Durant again. Right, because so, it feels like that's a done deal. Yeah, you know? that that seems to be the case. So for me, I think that they're waiting for this this chapter to get over, and right. they're waiting for a new season. Gosh, of, isn't that you sad? Know. I mean, that's yeah. weird. This is so weird. So, so strange. Golden State getting a win last night against the Clippers. They'll play again tomorrow, as do the Sixers and Nets. And, of course, Bucks pistons coming up, and then the – uh, Rockets and Jazz wrapping up the, fir- the first game ones a little bit later on tonight. Yeah, eight of them this weekend. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, why Tiger Woods winning another major had to happen at Augusta that night. If you think Tiger Woods is on quite a run as he's claimed his fifth green jacket and 15th major, Nick Bond and myself are on quite a run. I think this is our fifth show since we've been doing Sunday afternoons. Yes. So we've had a selection Sunday. We've had two Duke nail biters. We've had Virginia somehow <laughs> right. escaping against Auburn. Oh, Rob Gronkowski's retirement yeah, yeah. happened. And now we've got, uh, sorry, Rose Bowl, but I'll steal the, the, the phrase, the granddaddy of them all of sports stories right now. Tiger Woods winning the Masters today. Doing so in unique fashion because of the tee times being pushed up. They played out of groups of three instead of pairings. So Tiger Woods ends up getting done at around 2 o'clock local time in Augusta, 11 o'clock for myself and others out here on the West Coast. But a lot of people out here got to watch golf in the morning and then get on with the rest of their day. It was a magical day. People here were getting up early in the morning to watch this. What a spectacular scene. And and even though with all the quirks and different things, I can't imagine how this could have played out any better. No, not at all. I mean, this is, the to me, the best redemption sports story uh, ever. I mean, if, if for sure in my lifetime to to go to from the penthouse to the, to the outhouse, back to the penthouse, and then all everything that happened in between with all the different injuries his personal life falling apart and and him kind of really really building himself back up emotionally mentally and physically it's remarkable and there's just there's no other athlete that captivates the sports world quite like tiger does and there's some things that people feel like oh that that guy was a big deal 5 years ago or 10 years ago 
today felt just as big or bigger than any other moment in his golf history. And it's it's remarkable how he continues to be able to cut through everything as like the more things change, the one thing that stays the same is us as sports fans are obsessed with watching Tiger Woods play golf, win golf tournaments, and really just have an incredible personal and golf comeback. I think that people may forget that not everybody was a Tiger Woods fan 20 years ago. No. That there were people who were Phil Mickelson fans or just didn't like Tiger for whatever good or bad reason, ridiculous reason. And this seems to be something that has brought so many people where everybody is on Team Tiger. And that is and that is so unique to anything that we've got in this world. I mean, yeah. there's there's I I mean, listen, I'm the idiot who got into three golf pools and didn't pick Tiger Woods in one of them. Okay. <laughs> that, that's that's the idiot. Like I'm like, you know what I'm gonna I, there was there was Rory McElroy, there was Dustin Johnson, there was Justin Rose who didn't even make the cut, but I'm the idiot who ended up not taking Tiger Woods in any of it. And I'm sitting there just like anybody else. And I'm I'm you know, Tiger's hit his shot on 16, and I'm yelling, come on down, come on down. And my wife is upstairs literally thinking I'm yelling for her to come on downstairs. <laughs> so then she comes downstairs, and she's like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? What is happening? And she had to go She had to go and do something this afternoon. I had some things to do, so she left. She calls me from the car and is like, what happened? You know, did Tiger end up winning? And so she's wrapped up into this, and that's what's that's what's even different from 15, you know, 20 years ago of Tiger Woods is Everybody just seemed to be yeah. in on this. And that's so interesting because I, I I bet you know a few people like this. I know I do. I know a handful of people that were were Phil guys and not Tiger guys because that kind of – you know how it is. You, you kind of get – you're either you're, you're a Brady or a Rodgers guy yeah. or you're either a – you and, know, you're a Jordan or a LeBron guy. And like Tiger that. is the Yankees. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird, though, to see now – Everything that's happened, and I know people personally that were anti-Tiger, all in on Phil, that enjoyed the heck out of today. And it just, I guess, proves that we love a great redemption story. We love a great comeback story. And this is the ultimate comeback story to think about the fact that just all the different injuries, his personal life falls apart. I mean, he uh, on December of 2017... He was ranked 1,199th in the world. You were ranked ahead of him, I think. Actually. I was like right behind him. <laughs> okay, right, all right. right behind yeah. him at, at, uh, at, at 1,200 <laughs> in the world, yeah. And he just won the Masters. Like this has been one of the most uh, incredible two-year, 18-month spans I feel like it, the golf world's ever seen, and really the sports world for that matter as well. I asked you earlier on who got a bigger kick out of this, you or your dad, and you said that your dad probably did because of eras, and something dawned on me as well of thinking about this. You know, in sports talk radio, we see stupid debates. We see yeah. debate for the sake of debate, and what's the most common debate that we've seen? It's who's better, LeBron or Jordan? Well, you're never going to get an answer, okay? Like you're never, ever going to be able to figure that out because it's impo- they can't play against each other. In a way, today was that sort of scenario where one era played another era. Like this old era played this new era, and all of a sudden, guess what? That era won. And I would have to think that it's got to be somewhat, maybe not to the extent of what it was today for how popular golf is, but 
Maybe when Jack won in 86, there was a bit of, you know, like, yeah, it's one for the old guys. Sure. But we do this whole era stuff, and we try to compare eras. Oh, Tiger dominated when he didn't have anybody chasing him. And, you know, uh, who are Ernie Els and Sergio Garcia and Vijay Singh? And like, like, those are the conversations that you have. And when we're trying to come up with who's better, you know, Tiger, Jack, those sort of arguments, there's no way of settling it. But you know what? Something may have been settled today, or at least a, a a point for one team today, because Tiger went and took his era and beat a different era and no a host question. of players in that era. And I think that's that's unique because we're never able to, and in most sports, you're not able to do that and compare. And in golf, you kind of can't. You can't even really do it in tennis. I mean, you know, like once you're, you know, if you're not a, a, a Williams sister or one of the top, you know, Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, once you hit 30, it's kind of, all right, see you later, hit the road. You can't compare eras, and we got that today at Augusta. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, I, I think – it, the 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 anti-tiger talking points and the the people you know how it is when you get on top people want to find a way to tear you down mm-hmm. and i think a lot of the era conversations is we always want to protect what we saw and oftentimes we argue uh the 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 goat is whoever we saw when we were probably in the prime of our lives in terms of being able to really assess and digest sports and we always want to feel like we were the ones that saw the best and so a lot of people that were maybe anti this they were anti tiger and pro jack wanted to wanted to somehow take away from from him or anybody that didn't like him as you pointed out wanted to say well look at the quality of competition and that's what made today even that much more sweet it was a who's who of the top players in the world on top of that leaderboard and one guy rose above them all and it was tiger and that was what was so much fun to watch too because of the early tea times as well, it seemed that everybody, at least everybody that knew about it, was on the same page. And you saw a bunch of different ty- different types of players. I mean, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka are some of the longest hitters on tour, if not the longest hitters on tour. Same with Jason Day. And then you have someone like Xander Shoffley coming in. And Patrick Cantlay, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, yeah. ends up taking the lead. And and there's, there's so many other storylines that are in second place or in a tie for fifth or in ninth place that will never see the light of day because of what happened at the top. Like Patrick Cantlay, after 15, went to the 16th tee with the lead in the Masters, and just as quickly as he had it, it disappeared. That's going to go in a little you know, footnote in history of how this played out, but on maybe another time or another tournament, if, if there was a different player winning, we'd be talking about these things. Look at the charge he made, and then he ended up giving it away, or look at what Brooks Kepka did down the stretch. So many things happening today. Heck, even Jordan Spieth was making news early on, and he finished in a tie for 21st. You know, these are things that you just that, that end up getting overshadowed just because of how big today was and how magnificent today was. But I think it's it's great because it just ends up – it ends up being a part of the story of not being a part of the story because we forget everything that happened because of what happened on top because it was such a big event. But just One of the crazy. other th- cool things about today, too, was I, I always wondered if the Tiger effect would be real on these new golfers. You know, if if it was just uh, th- they're not as scared of, of Tiger as maybe people were in 2002 or 2003 or 2005. And... I thought in the in the in the in the back on the back nine, you could sense the tiger effect taking place. I, I don't I don't think there's any question that Molinari felt it on hole twelve. I mean, I, I think he all of a sudden was like, "Oh my gosh, I am just a few holes away from toppling this guy," 
at Augusta, and the roars of the crowd started going, and then he put one in the water. There were some great shots that CBS had of Brooks Kepka having to wait for for the roars mm-hmm. to go down, or yeah, have to wait until yeah. yeah it just I think some of that stuff is uh, you always wonder. There were so many different things we wondered in my mind, or at least I did, that we got to see all come come play out in front of our eyes at Augusta, and it was uh, it was it was cool to see that. There are more than a handful of players on that top of that leaderboard that have no idea what a Tiger roar is at Augusta. Yeah. Dustin Johnson's one of the people who has because he's been around long enough. But he even said it in this post game or his post round interview of saying. You know, there's there's roars and then there's tiger roars. So I, I had an idea that something was going on, you know, at least at some point, especially at, at 15 when he hit his shot and then at 16. So they're aware of it. But all of that, all of that is part of the experience. And Tony Finau and the Xander Shoffleys and Eduardo Molinari's didn't really get a chance to experience it until today. And uh Boy, did they get to uh, to experience it? They got the full, the full, the <laughs> yeah. full feel of it. You man. know, it's funny. Aside from this being maybe one of the greatest masters, it was arguably one of the worst dressed masters I've ever seen. Nike in their rollout <laughs> tried to do like some throwbacks where people were wearing stuff from 1986, and if you look, like it was Tiger and Patrick Cantlay, I think were the only people who actually matched like yeah. what they were wearing. Like it seemed to be Molinari matched as well, but it seemed to be all over the map with what Jason Day was wearing and Tony Finau and Webb Simpson just like shirts don't match the pants, but I just find it so funny on Tiger who was asked about his mock turtleneck because it was a bit of a throwback from what he used to wear. He was asked about that in his pre-tournament press conference and said, "What? I think I, you know, I think I look pretty good in it. May have added a few pounds." And what a throwback it ended up being with Tiger back in the winner's circle at a major for the first time since 08. Crazy. Yeah. It, it, the the other thing, real quick, with the. Uh, all with the week. stupid shoes, was that what you're gonna? No, no. I was, I was, because one of the first things I thought about was like, okay, is Tiger chewing gum? Yes. And then you go, he is chewing gum. And then I, I, I thought, it, I, you know, and it's like this is classic Twitter. I saw something on Twitter about like, well, there's been a study that says that when you're nervous, you clench your jaw, and that chewing gum can relax you. And I thought, that's it. I bet that's it. And then after the round, Tiger says, nah, chewing gum just uh, it makes it so I, I, I'm not hungry and don't have to eat during the round, and so that's what I wanted to do. I'm like, oh. So it just was it was that, I guess. But uh, that was definitely different. Yeah, Phil Mickelson chewing some gum as well. Uh, he's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. We aren't chewing gum right now. Otherwise, no. this would be a mess of a show. <laughs> it is Fox Sports Sunday, so glad to have you with us as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studio. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Find Nick on Twitter at Nick Ba. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. We'll dive into more of the NBA playoffs a bit later. Robert Lucetich will join us live from Augusta. But coming up next, Tiger Woods was a real winner today. Who was the big loser with Tiger's win in Augusta? We'll tell you here on Fox Sports Sunday. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Tiger Woods screaming after his victory at the 2019 Masters. His fifth green jacket and 15th major championship. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. Glad to have you with us on this Fox Sports Sunday. Tigers screaming in excitement. Others screaming in Las Vegas for a completely different reason. But first, I want to tell you, you might not be able to get a new car with your tax refund, but you can make your car feel like it's brand new. All it needs is a great paint job. Come into Mako today and get your dream paint job during their tax season sales event. It was great for Tiger, Nick, and everybody in the sporting world, except for the sports books in Las Vegas. Yikes. This was... This was tough. According to reports, there were bets made of $85,000 on Tiger Woods at the William Hill Sportsbook at 14 to 1. The Westgate Superbook in Vegas took a $10,000 bet on Tiger to win the Masters at 12 to 1. Now that $85,000 wager was worth $1.19 million. It was the largest futures payout in William Hill's history. This, according to the New York Post, and the book's biggest golf wow. loss ever. Wow. Yes. So $1.2 million. Someone placed the bet down on Tuesday when Tiger was 14-1. to 1. He actually opened as a 12-1 to 1 favorite, but someone won $1.2 million on Tiger Woods today. Wow. I mean that yeah. that's the that's incredible. I mean to because a lot of people when you think about putting future bets on something at fourteen to one, a part of the, the of the beauty of of betting on a future is is you don't have to place a 
enormous bet to get a big payout. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, eighty-five grand. I mean, oh my goodness. <laughs> Tiger's not going to be a one-to-one hundred shot to no. win the U.S. Open. They're not even going to. It's not even going to be close. For a, you know, for a hundred bucks, you can win a penny. That's what it's going to be in Vegas for the next couple of uh, for the next but couple I, of weeks leading up to the PGA. I, I do think it was hard though to realistically get a sense of what Tiger's chances were heading into this weekend. I because what's hard is for me to, to like at some point I need to I need to take off the red Nike mock turtle neck shirt and my black Nike hat and and put the tiger pom-pom down pom-poms mm-hmm. down for a second and go okay was was he realistically having an opportunity to win this weekend and I felt like he did but it was challenging because you could certainly frame that in a way that was like oh, come on the guy hasn't won in in over a decade I mean you think he's actually gonna you know get over the hill it's one thing to finish in the top five or top ten it's nothing to win it and I think uh, I, I'd imagine that that sports books probably had a hard time in getting a sense of how to handicap tiger this weekend, also with the understanding that he's so wildly popular that he's going to attract a whole bunch of public money. It's interesting that you say that because people are obviously betting because the Tiger's the guy that they want to bet for and yes. bet on and cheer for. For me, in my mind, it was because I didn't think that he would come back and play at this level again. So even though he was playing at this level, it still was difficult for me to think that it would come through and it would actually happen. As I told you, I was wondering on Friday and Saturday, was the the runner-up finish at the PGA Championship and just the win at the Tour Championship and getting close last year at Carnoustie, if that was going to be the top of it. Not that he would take a slide, but that it would just be difficult to compete at the, you know this high level. Now we've seen Kepka do it, we've seen Molinari do it, and now we've seen Tiger do it and come out on top, but I just... I wasn't ready to believe that he was going to be able to do it. I actually thought that Phil Mickelson had a better chance of right. pulling the surprise at Augusta this week than Tiger Woods did. The, so the I, one, I was caught by you know I was caught off guard by the, it. the one thing though with, with 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 this weekend is even even in the midst of his uh, fall. He usually always played well at Augusta. Even even when yeah. he was struggling, he would always come to to the Masters and play by far his best. So he, there is something about that golf course and something about that tournament that that does seem to bring out the best of 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 him. And I think there's something real to that, and that's what makes it so interesting with tournaments at Bethpage Black and at uh, at, at Pebble Beach coming up in terms of some other majors. Uh, but that was maybe the one aspect that she said, okay, he likes Augusta, he has been playing well, but also wondered about momentum from last year it's like okay do you really get keep does momentum last from last july you know does it does it yeah. does it continue like well, that because you know i do think by by the end of last golf season he was playing as good or better than anybody but you wondered what it would what it was like that he had to take this much time off if he could kind of recapture what he had last summer and boy did he and the new major schedule really plays into his hands where he doesn't have to play a lot of golf between now and the PGA Championship, which comes up in mid-May and allows him to keep that momentum because usually it was you win the Masters, then you've got the two months off between that and the U.S. Open. Maybe you go and live life uh, a little bit yes. more than you would previously because you're the Masters champ. There isn't another major for another two months, so maybe you would go and enjoy the fruits of your labor a little bit more than usual. 
and I don't think that's going to be with Tiger and and really whoever would have played because of the way that the schedule plays out. I mean, it's no disrespect to the Players' Championship, which previously was in May and then moved back to March, but the point is, is now when you've got another major on your calendar in about four or five weeks or so, that changes your focus and allows you to continue to play good golf and better golf and to keep on playing. I think that's a legitimate positive for Tiger Woods heading into the spring. And something I can't wait to talk to uh, Robert Lucetich about, who's going to come up here in a little bit, is for so long the conversation was always centered around Tiger and 18. Can he get to Jack's record of 18 major victories? That conversation seemingly went away, right? I mean, just it got to where can Tiger just get to where he's – making the cut, and then, okay, can Tiger finish in the top 10? And and now that he got a major and he's at 15, I guess I'm, I'm curious for a lot of people, how real does the conversation become about getting to 18 major victories and tying Jack now Now well, all of a sudden become? Jack told the Golf Channel he's got me shaking in my boots about number 18. And, yeah. and I will say this, and I think that there is a lightheartedness of Jack saying it, I'm not sure it was always lighthearted. Because, you know, that was always the number that Tiger was going after. And Jack's older now, and obviously Tiger has gone through what what he's gone through. But we talked about the Tiger-Phil rivalry a little bit earlier. There are a lot of people that want Jack to keep that you know, 18 mark and didn't want Tiger to do it. And I'm sure Jack probably felt the same way. And it even seems that Jack's comments may have softened over time. And, and, and now that Tiger is – put it this way, now that Tiger's going after it again – it also makes Jack a little bit more relevant again, so it's no not doubt. it's not bad for Jack Nicholas at all. No doubt, he was. What was it? they said? He was fishing. Yes. in, in Florida. Today? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That, what a uh, life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a life. Well, not too shabby. I'm sure they had a TV set up for him and everything. He's Nick Bob. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. You might not be able to get a new car with your new tax refund, but you can make your car feel like it's brand new. All it needs is a great paint job. Come into Mako today and get your dream paint job during their tax season sales event. We get an up-close listen to Tiger Woods coming up next, but first... Our good friend Ralph Fervin fills us in of what's happening in the NBA playoffs, aside from Tigers' win, and yeah, what's going on in the Bruce City? Well, there is one game going on, and Darn yes, right there is. it is so far a Bucks kind of night as Milwaukee is up 28-12, to 4-12 to play in the first quarter Woo. as the Bucks are at least so far, cruising against Detroit in that first matchup of the series. Earlier, Portland was a 104-99 winner over Oklahoma City. Boston took Game 1 in the Eastern Conference, beating Indiana 84-74. Still one more game to go. That's at 9.30 Eastern tonight as Utah will play at Houston. Of course, the big story of the day, Tiger Woods wins his fifth Masters Green Jacket finishing a stroke ahead of Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, and Brooks Kepka. Tigers' final score at 13 under par. It's his first major championship since winning the 2008 U.S. Open. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Right now on the Major League Baseball schedule, well, there are two games going on they're just well they're about to get started actually the Mets and Atlanta that is coming up shortly but they're in the bottom of the ninth St. Louis holding on to a 9-5 lead over Cincinnati that game being played in Monterey Mexico Colorado held San Francisco to just one hit shutting out the Giants for nothing now we'll be back to Dan and Nick in 10 seconds but first a word from farmers at farmers insurance we know a roof can withstand a lot 
One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now let's head back to Augusta, Georgia, is joining Dan Beyer and Nick Baugh. It's our good friend Robert Lucetich. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Ralph. It is Fox Sports Sunday as we welcome in Robert on a busy Sunday. We appreciate you taking some time away from, from all the writing that you're doing as the author of Unplayable and Inside Count account of Tiger's most tumultuous season joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Robert, I'm asking everybody this that, that pops on or who we're passing in the hallways. Did you ever give up hope that Tiger would win another major? Oh, not only did I give up hope, but so did Tiger. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's not forget that two years ago he was here at the Champions Dinner and he needed a, a, a an epidural just to be able to walk to the dinner. So, um, you know, I mean, things were, were looking pretty bleak and and a month after that, there was a, there was the uh, you know the the, the the very sad, tragic uh, DUI and the the that 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 was the end of Tiger Woods right there, but uh, you know spinal fusion surgery and here we are. I mean it's an incredible story. It's uh, it's I don't I can't think of another comeback story like it. Robert, what stood out to you today with Tiger's demeanor on the course? Well, look, I mean, confidence is something that he lost. And he had it, obviously, in spades uh, through 2008 when he won 14 majors. And then he lost the lead at the PGA in 2009. And then, of course, the scandal hits uh, right after that. And, and, and it's just been sort of a, a dwindling spiral for him since. And I think that the, he used to feed off the, 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 the victories, feed off success. And it made him more confident. And, you know, what I've seen from him in the last number of years is obviously he's been injured. But even when he wasn't injured, he just didn't have the same confidence, the same killer instinct. Because, you know, when you know that you are going to do something and you know you can, you can, you can make it happen, it's a, it's a very different dynamic. And that's what I saw in him today was he, he had a game plan. He stuck to it. He executed he once again is the best iron player in the world, and by a good way. And he didn't really even need the putter this week. 120 putts, that's, that's not really a low number. He drove it pretty well, but not great. But what he really did well was he hit his irons. He hit more greens than anyone, and, uh, and he kept his cool in the end. I thought it was very, uh, very, just very impressive. Robert Lucetich joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday, author of the book Unplayable, an inside account of Tiger's most tumultuous season. So you get an up-close look at him in 2009, and now you see him in 2019. What's the biggest change of, of, of Tiger that, that you see or that you hear or that you experience from what you experienced 10 years ago? Well, I mean, he, he's, you know, he's been humbled. Uh, life has humbled him. His own success has humbled him, being famous and doing whatever you want. Um, at the end of the day, that, didn't, that wasn't really the, the recipe uh, that that, uh, that that would have led to a that led to a successful and a happy life, and I think that having gone, you know, having hit rock bottom and having having seen the other end of the spectrum and the dark side, um, it, it makes you appreciate what you had. And I think that Tiger, now a father of two kids, you know, he, he you don't see him very emotional. He's very good at keeping his emotions in check. But, you know, with, with those kids there today, they've never been 
to Augusta National. They flew up from Florida this morning. They were very excited. And, he, you know, he said, I mean, they only know their, their dad is a YouTube golfer. You know, uh, they've never they've never seen him actually win anything. So he was very proud. And I think that, you know, the journey that he's been through, sometimes you've got to go to the bottom to really appreciate uh, what you had. And I think he now does appreciate what he had. And I think he realizes that at 43, he, you know, he is a reclamation project with a, a few spine, but he's found a way to once again be you know, one of the great golfers in the world. And I, again, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I always thought number 15 would be the hardest because it's been 11 years since he's won a major, since Torrey Pines in 08. And, and I always thought the longer that went, that drought went, the tougher it would be to break through. And I, I you know, for now I look at it and I think to myself, is it really that, you know, unreal to think that he can win another couple of majors in the next few years? I don't think it is. Robert, two-part question for you here. In your opinion, was it mental or physical that led to Tiger's demise? And is it mental or physical that has led to Tiger's rise back to the top, culminating in what we saw today? Well, listen, it's obviously obviously both. But I, I, I just, again, winning, when you have that sort of that, – that, when he was at his, in his pomp and in his prime – not only did, did he know he was going to win, but everyone else knew he was going to win, including the people he's playing against. So if you give them a sniff and you think, you know, they sense vulnerability, these guys will, will, will respond and they'll, and they'll play and they'll think, you know, I can beat this guy. And, you know, he used to just beat people down. There was no, he didn't lose. He didn't miss putts that had to be made. I mean, so I think that there, there's a little bit of both. And then when, when the, I think the scandal really hurt him obviously a lot because it hurt his, it hurt sort of his, his view of who he was, his image of who he was. Um, he knew that people, you know, he was, he was the, the butt of jokes on late night, you know, shows, talk shows and people, people just didn't look at him in the same way. And I think that hurt him in a lot of ways. I mean, uh, and, and then obviously on top of that, he started to get injured. He changes his swing. And he was a man who was lost and and searching. And I think that the thing that we that, that's happened now is that he's found a swing that works. You know, to me, he looks relaxed. And I think that you know he's at peace. And uh, you know, I mean, look, there were a number of pills that were found in his system when in that DUI two years ago. A lot of them to do with pain. And uh, you know. Unfortunately, we live in an age where, you know, people are, are popping pain pills like Skittles, and they have an impact. They have an effect. So I think that, you know, hitting rock bottom with that is really what brought him to this position. He 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 could only come back once he really, you know, faced his demons as they were, um, and and obviously, then he needed to find some sort of a physical solution. And the and spinal fusion surgery was a bit of a it was a bit of a hail mary, but it worked. My problem is I pop Skittles like Skittles. Uh, that's a whole <laughs> other story, Robert. We'll leave it for another day. Uh, Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. What changed with? I I, I don't want to say his peers because I, I I don't think we ever really fully knew how well Tiger got along with other players. 
uh, on the tour back in the day, but it seems like everybody loves him. Is it because this era grew up idolizing him, or or what what changed, or what's the difference? Well, there's a little bit. Yes, yes, it is that these these guys like the Justin Thomases. Justin Thomas was there in 2000 when Tiger won the PGA in Louisville, Kentucky. I mean, he was a kid, and his dad took him to, to see it. So, I mean, here's his hero. So, you know, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, all these guys. I mean, Tiger was their hero. It's like it's like you know getting a, a guy in the NBA and, and saying, "What do you think about Michael Jordan?" Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the difference is. <clears throat> Excuse me. The difference is that if you look at it now, Tiger is more accepting. He 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 he's more accepting of his peers. I think he's more. Um, he wasn't as friendly back then. He certainly wasn't as friendly if he thought you were a, an actual threat. Um, and now he just is. You know, he gets along with people better. And I think that again, he's been humbled. And when when that happens. You, you can't sort of walk around with that cockiness, and, and, and he doesn't anymore. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, when you look at him today, I mean, he's not sitting there telling jokes, is he? He's very focused, and that that is the balance. And, in fact, that's what I saw in him at the Tour Championship where he won for the first time in five years uh, last year in Atlanta. And in, in, uh, what I saw was that he was all – he had that look in his eye. Like, he wasn't chatting. He was just – focused on what he was doing and then on the last he was playing with rory and on the last hole you know as he knows what he, he's it's a par five and he just has to make a par and he's fine he's going to win and you can see all of a sudden he starts yucking it up with rory well of course he's yucking it up because he knows he's going to win <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know that that was the difference with tiger back in the day back in the day he he wasn't you know super friendly at all but but you know that i don't think that it needs to, you, that he needed to be. I think that you know he he had he wanted a step on your throat, and that was the bottom line. And so did Michael Jordan, and you know so do a lot of the great you know the greats. They're, they're not there to to be nice guys. How has uh, Tiger's caddy Joe Lacava impacted this his return? You know, uh, so that's an interesting question because uh, Joey is, is is a great guy, and he's friends with a, you know he's got a lot of friends. He's a very easygoing guy. He's, you know, big, big, big uh, New York Giants fan, big, big sports fan, big Rangers fan, and you know, but he's a very good guy, nice, easygoing guy, and I think that he has helped soften Tiger a little bit too, because you know, previously Steve Williams is actually a good friend of mine, but Steve Williams was 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 the Rottweiler, you know, and the Rottweiler on the bag, and that was, but that's what Tiger wanted. So, you know, Joey has I think helped soften him in a lot of ways, which is. You know, you're looking at a very much a, a different tiger, a more mature tiger, a more sort of a friendlier tiger, I suppose. But as he showed today, he can still win. He's Robert Lucetich, author again of the book Unplayable, an inside account of Tiger's most tumultuous season, longtime journalist and author covering the Masters this week in Augusta, Georgia. Robert, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. I know it's a busy night. It's been a busy week, but we greatly appreciate the time and Maybe we'll do this around PGA time if he does it again or something. How about that? You got it. Well, I'll be there. I'll be best page for that. But I wouldn't miss that for the world. <laughs> Appreciate it, Robert. Talk to you soon. All right. See you guys. Find him on Twitter at Robert Lucetich. You can find Nick on Twitter at Nick Ball. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. Great insight. I highly recommend the book from Robert Lucetich.
great inside information. You can always listen to Fox Sports Sunday on the iHeartRadio app and listen live on FoxSportsRadio.com. But let's say you're tuning in late and you want to hear everything we said about Tiger Woods and his win at the Masters today. You can go to FoxSportsRadio.com and find the podcast as simple as that. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% to more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Quickly on your question about Joe LaCava being uh, yeah. Tiger's caddy. He had opportunities to leave for other players. Wow. When Tiger was down and out and not playing and he said no. He stuck with Tiger and stuck it out. And for Tiger, who really likes to, or, you know, loves loyalty, yes, and it's he does. so big that, you know, that goes a long way. He had he had opportunities, you know, people contacting, but nope, he stuck with Tiger Woods, and today it paid off big time. Yeah, you know, we talk about how golf is one sport, it's just you out there, but there, you know, the, uh, uh, behind every great player, there's an unbelievable relationship with, with their caddy, and providing whatever it is you need emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever, and clearly Joe is perfect for whatever tiger needs right now. And that, that is, it's cool because, uh, you know, to, to have opportunities to where you could have, you could have ran away from tiger when he was down to stick with him and to be a part of something like that to, to today is, is got to feel great for him too. Bucks are putting it on the Pistons yes. 40 to 23 early on in the second quarter. We'll keep you up to date of what's happening in that game one and so much more, including what the price of history actually costs at Augusta national. We'll tell you next year. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Beyer. Tiger Woods wins the Masters. Bucks running all over the Pistons, who are without Blake Griffin. 47.25, about eight and a half minutes to go until halftime. You might not be able to get a new car with your tax refund, but you can make your car feel like it's brand new. All it needs is a great paint job. Come into Mako today and get your dream paint job during their tax season sales event. Nick, I hope you don't mind, but I want to just tell a little story, if I can. I'm, I'm ma- game. Master's I'm history. So it. I've been able to go a few times to Augusta National as a patron and walked the grounds and in a couple of different years. And one of the years I went was 2010, went to a final round on Sunday. And I did purchase the ticket through a secondary ticket place. Okay. And those places like a StubHub or, you know, Vivid Seats or wherever, they have homes in Augusta, Georgia, that they rent out for the week, and that's where they do their business, where they, you know, you hand out the tickets for each day. But the Masters is a little different because they have badges, like plastic badges right. for the for the week of play. And what you do is you go to the address of the home where where that ticket broker is set up. You sign in. You give them your credit card. They have you know your credit card on file. In case the badge isn't returned, like you can't just go on a Thursday and not show up again. Otherwise, they're going to pay you about, you know, charge $10,000 on your credit card and then you'll be, you know, arrested for theft. The point being is I went on a Sunday thinking, well, there's no Monday. So why would they need the badge back? And I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to be able to get a plastic badge and keep as a souvenir. And so I went in and signed in and did all my stuff, and they said, make sure you have it back by 8 o'clock. And I said, why? The tournament's over. He goes, the owner of the badge wants the badge back. And I 
and I was like, why? They're like, they just they want to keep it for a souvenir. And the reason I bring this story up is because Darren Ravel of the Action Network has tweeted that on eBay, badges for this year's Masters are already going for $375 to $400. Oh, my god! So now it makes sense. When you yes. want to talk about Masters history, now that year that I went was 2010 where Phil Mickelson won for the third time. But I, I can understand keeping it. I was always a ticket stub kid when right. you were a kid. You right. know, wanted to keep it. But – I just thought, like, okay, this thing is going to be for me, and then thought, oh, wow, I've got to turn it in, and now we see what people are doing when they're turning it in. No, it's no souvenir. They're trying to make even more once the Masters is over. Isn't that amazing? Thing. Anything can get sold, or 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 do you either want to keep it for a keepsake, or you can sell it on eBay, or do whatever you want with it and make some money off it. I would have, I'm with you. I would have thought, why on earth would you, why would you want to hold on to a Masters badge? But Tell you what, this one, this is the one where you do feel like, yeah, this this would be pretty cool to to have a badge that, that showed that I was there for 15, number 15 for Tiger. Well, Nick and his dad are going out to celebrate Tiger's win tonight, going yep. out for dinner. Uh, is the topic of conversation going to be all about Tiger? Oh, gosh, it is going to be. It is going to be 60 minutes of just Tiger talk over some steak and some wine, and it's going to just, it's going to feel good, Dan. That's what it's going to feel. It's going to feel great. Now the, the next debate we're going to see is when will Tiger – Woods win another major. Yes. That's yeah. that's going to be what the talk shows are going to be saying. When is sixteen on the horizon? That's what's that's the biggest change for me, and I'm joking about that. But him no longer being on fourteen and four green jackets. It's like when McGuire broke Maris's mark of sixty one. I never got used to 70 or 73 what Bond said it was always 61 that's going to be the biggest change for me. It's going to but but a but a welcome change nonetheless though. A magical magical Sunday it was. Tiger Woods the winner of the 2019 Masters. Nick, let's do it again next week. How about let's that? Let's do it. He's Nick Ba, I'm Dan Bayer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. If you missed the show, check it out at foxsportsradio.com. Talk to you next week. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh... 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.